Hey guys, it is Saturday, uh, what is it, October 27, 2018, and today is World Day for uh, Audiovisual Heritage, which is basically a day bringing awareness to uh, keep our audio and video, our our fucking media uh, preserved so future generations can see it or whatever the fuck, I don't know. (sighs) I heard... uh, Shit, I don't remember. But uh, somebody was trying to save all of the tweets in the world for a long time. I think I heard it on the Joe Rogan podcast. But I don't remember who was doing it. But is that something we really need our great, 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 great grandchildren hearing? Bunch of bullshit tweets. (coughs) Oh, sorry, I got some shit in my throat. Okay, let's get in some birthdays today. We've got Robert Picardo. Not Ricky Ricardo, Robert Picardo. Age 65 today. Um, He's been in quite a few good movies. He was in Total Recall, Gremlins 2, Small Soldiers, and uh, he was the coach in The Wonder Years. So, he's been in a ton of shit, but... Oh, man. I got a lot of phlegm today. Uh, next up, we've got Patrick Fugit. 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 I don't know. He's turned 36 today, and he was the star character in Almost Famous. So the reporter in Almost Famous. And then we've got Theodore Roosevelt. Would have been his birthday today. He was the 26th president from uh, 1901 to 1909, he was born in 1858 and died 10 years after uh, presidency, so <clears throat> there we go, let's get into a movie review today, now I'm sure this is one most of you've seen, uh, Child's Play, number one, the first one, <clears throat> um, I'm giving it a 2.5 out of 5 stars, uh, you know, I mean, it was actually pretty good if you consider it was, like, recorded. That was in the 80s, at least, right? Like, 88, 86, somewhere around there. Um, <clears throat> they totally mis... They always re- misrepresented, like, voodoo and uh, Santeria and shit back then. You know, they think... Like, the voodoo doll? You know, the voodoo doll is a totally Hollywood-made fucking bullshit there, but... um I don't know, for a horror movie, you know, it was, uh, it's not horrible, I mean, you guys have all seen it, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but, like, there was plot, you know, there was some plot in the movie, there was things happening, you know, a storyline led up to an ending result, was it cheesy at the end when Chucky's dying, ah, yeah, now, when you get to the second one, you know, and there's, like, this police evidence of this doll that two police officers said that attacked them, and it's got this evil spirit in it of a serial killer that was killed previously that week, and for some reason they give the doll back to the company and they melt it down into chocolate and create a brand new Chucky doll. (sighs) I don't know. You know, that's when it gets a little tackier. And then, I mean, of course, there was the, uh, the, uh, doll sex scene. You know, I never saw that one, and I think there was some more after that, but the second one was enough for me. Um, I don't know, it's been quite a while since I've seen the second one. I remember he was putting the bullets in the, the military academy testing 
or uh, training guns. He put real bullets in it, but that's pretty much all I remember is the beginning and that part. <sighs> so let's get into some today throughout history. In 1682, Philadelphia was established in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Can't live without that information. 1838, Little Burn Boggs, the governor of Missouri, ordered an extermination order of all Mormons, making them either leave the state or be exterminated. <sighs> I was actually working with a Mormon guy, I don't know, two or three years ago. It was like a year after I moved here, but he was telling me that it was till like 1987 that they um, removed that law. So legally, you had some sort of a loophole where you could just kill a Mormon for being Mormon. <sighs> I mean, obviously it would have been like a federal hate crime or whatever, but there was this little loophole until 1987 in Missouri. <laughs> um, 1904, uh, New York City <clears throat> opened their first underground subway system, and it became the biggest subway in America. Um, I mean, that's just crazy, dude. Do you think 1904? <gasps> you guys remember the cars from 1904. Those things were pieces of shit. <laughs> Little go-kart things, you know? Could you imagine getting all the dirt? Like, they probably picked most of it out with pickaxes and shovels. I mean, they might have had some sort of crazy-ass trenching thing. But most of that dirt in those subways was probably hauled out by horses. I mean, that's just... That is a big feat when you think about how much work they were actually putting into that shit. That is crazy. <laughs> uh, 1954, the first African-American general in the U.S. Air Force was appointed to Ben Davis. That was the guy's name. And then in uh, 1973, a chondrite meteorite hit Canyon City, Colorado. <laughs> so, that's going to jump right into our next news. <clears throat> I've got some Armageddon news coming up. Uh, NASA defense budget increased by $90 million. So their budget went from 60 mil to 150 million. And this all came, you know, now we're so far in debt, it's crazy. So why are they giving them an additional $90 million? Well, I'm going to tell you why. This uh, budget is going to a program to destroy asteroids that might, air quotes, hit the Earth. <laughs> um, so there's three ways they're going to try to deter these asteroids, depending on how much warning we get. Number one is a kinetic impactor. So this is basically, um, we crash a spacecraft into like the side of an asteroid to try to push it off course. So, you know, you like hit, hit the ball at the, when you tip the ball, when you're playing baseball, I don't know what that is, but. You hit just the tip of it and it shoots up in the air. So that's what you're going to try to do with the kinetic impactor. Number two is a gravity tractor. So this is a larger spacecraft. <clears throat> and you try to get the spacecraft to travel right next to the asteroid. And uh, it, it'll pull the asteroid, divert the asteroid with its gravitational pull. So... I don't know how well that would work. I mean, you'd probably have to 
probably have to have that thing quite a ways away from Earth for that to work. I don't know. <sighs> and number three, we just straight up shoot a nuclear device at it. So <laughs> um, I'm guessing that's just going to... Once an asteroid's into like littler pieces, it'll break up into our atmosphere, but we'll, we'll get into that later. Uh, NASA is also working with FEMA to prepare... Um, you know, to prepare so if a city is hit, they can fucking... Or if, like, <clears throat> a big enough one comes and uh, causes a nuclear winter or whatever, you know, they can deal with that. Um, right now... Uh, you can look this up. Right now, there is a quarter of a mile long asteroid heading our way. So you might look this up and it'll say something in meters. I don't like doing meters, so I convert it all. <clears throat> um, it's, it's not supposed to hit the Earth until 1935 to 1936, but it is coming our way. The asteroid is named the Apophis, which uh, is an ancient... Egyptian legend, it's an evil spirit, the evil spirit of destruction. So, <clears throat> the legend says that the demon would come to Earth and cast it into darkness. Um, scientists are worried, though, because they're saying it could take decades to design something to deal with this asteroid. So, I mean, they haven't come out and said that's why they gave, gave NASA this huge budget. For their defense program, <clears throat> but it's uh, it's pretty obvious when NASA released these two totally different uh, um, articles or whatever, you, know, you just put them together, and that's probably why they got a huge ass uh, defense budget. So, um, well, let me find my place again. Okay, here we go. So an asteroid that is 0.62 miles wide hitting the Earth is estimated to hit every few hundred thousand years. And one that is 3.72 miles wide is estimated to hit every hundred million years. How many years do they think the Earth has been here? I guess they could, like, like measure that shit and then, like, estimate how long due to, like, how many there are and what radius they're going, where they're going. But, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know where the fuck they get these numbers. Uh, but they do think that we are overdue for the big one. So the uh, 3.72 mile wide asteroid, we're overdue for that one, and that one would be a mass extinction. So that's what some of them believe wiped out the dinosaurs. And that, I mean, it just basically hits the Earth, causes earthquakes and volcanoes to go off, kicks up an ass ton of dust, <clears throat> covers our world so it's a big-ass nuclear winter, all the crops die, all the animals die, all the people die. Um, let me get back into my space here. Where are we here? Okay. So... Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? You think uh, NASA's trying to hide this from us? I mean... Even if they are trying to hide it from us, I don't think that would be a bad thing. You know, I mean, they're obviously trying to deal with it, you know? So they're creating this shit. So even if they are trying to hide it from us, realistically think what would happen if they told everyone that, like... Like, let's say there was one coming in ten years. Like, do you think people would give a fuck anymore? Do you think people would, like, be doing, you know, 
home family lives and going to work and trying to progress as a society or do you think they would just be out partying and trying to have as much fun as they could because fuck it we're all gonna die in 10 years anyway so as much as you know it sucks that they would try to hide some shit like that from us I mean I can understand why I just wish they would like personally tell me you know what I'm saying so I could prepare for it, or whatever, just, NASA, if you're listening, you just tell me, and I'll keep my mouth shut, <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, even if it was an asteroid, um, you know, I think, uh, I think they, they've got so many backyard astronomers, and people with these crazy-ass telescopes in their backyards, and then other countries, I mean, there's obviously, like, Russia would probably fucking tell everyone just to piss us off, but, I don't know, I mean, there's so many people, even, even with, like, the earthquakes and the, uh, volcanoes and everything, I watched that Mary Greeley about, uh, Yellowstone, you guys can check her out, tried to get her on the podcast, but she, uh, she never wrote me back, but, um, Yeah, I mean, she goes in-depth in all these natural disaster things that could happen, but there are hundreds, not hundreds, there's quite a few of them out there, though, that do, like, daily shit where they're reading seismographs and everything else, so... I think we would, uh, you know, as long as you're watching that type of stuff, I'm thinking there's gonna be some sort of whistleblower that maybe not everyone will believe, but if you wanna prepare, there you go. So let's get into some news of today. So, uh, first up, Trump might be in trouble. So, I mean, I haven't really covered this story. It's been going on for the past four days, but I don't really give a shit. There's been, uh, somebody mailing pipe bombs to all these, uh, prominent critics of Donald Trump. So a whole bunch of Democrats and people that are opposing Donald Trump, um, police finally arrested 56 year old Caesar Syoc. Uh, at an auto zone in Plantation, Florida. So he was, I don't know what he was doing in an auto zone, fixing his truck or something, <laughs> you know. You go send some pipe bombs and then it's, ah, shit, I gotta do the water pump in my truck. <sighs> um, but yeah, the police or whoever the fuck was investigating it was able to find a fingerprint on one of the bombs. And there were like dozens and dozens of these bombs sent out. But uh, the dude was living in his van after his parents kicked him out. And uh, he holds Trump up to God level. So this dude's 56 years old and his parents kicked him out. I guess I watched another story, but I didn't want to write it all down. I just remember most of it. The dude was like, he was just partying all the time. You know what I'm saying? He was going to the clubs. He was a weightlifter. He was going after the ladies, that was like his life, uh, this was all from his friends and family, but, uh, it was like a year or two ago when he started just going to all these Trump rallies, and he was going all the time, turned into this crazy activist dude, (gasps) so I don't know, I mean, I, you know, I've been in a couple black block protests, and, uh, an anarchist red, anarchist green protest, and stuff like that, but, they do send these people in there to, like, fuck shit up. Like, 
at our protests, they'll have, they'll send them, uh, into our group. So it'll be some, you know, street kid posing as a street kid. And then he'll go into the protest with us and start smashing windows and shit so that the police can, and police and media can directly attack you. I mean, that's, that's for real. They do that with all protests. That's a like known fact by now. But, uh, you know, I think it would be a possibility that the Trump campaign or the Trump people hired this dude who showed absolutely no interest in, uh, you know, no interest at all in this shit and then just like switched over. I think it's totally possible that somebody, even if it isn't the Trump administration, it could be the fucking Democrats trying to pin something on Trump, um, but to make it look like he's attacking, uh, the people he's going up against. I don't know. I mean, I, that's, that's pretty far stretched theory, but I think it is possible. Uh, the dude's only facing up to 48 years in prison. So you've got to imagine that was like attempted dozens of murder. Like, um, So I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think it's possible that he was like a Trump, paid Trump activist or a Democratic activist to, you know, make it look like Trump was trying to execute people? I mean, no one actually died either. So, I mean, they didn't blow up. So I'm thinking, at least that's what I heard. So I'm thinking, you know, like that could be a Democratic thing too, where they're like, oh, look at this box I randomly found that had, uh, an explosive in it. Oh, it's only sent to people who hate Trump. Look at that. <sighs> so, I don't know. Or do you think he's just a crazy nutball? You know? I mean, he's probably on some sort of SSRI and uh, fucked up in the head. So he decided to mail some pipe bombs because he thinks uh, Trump is Jesus and Jesus is talking to him. That's totally possible. I wouldn't throw that theory away. But uh, let's get back into some different news here. So they're sending more Trumps to the border. More Trumps. More troops to the border. Uh, The number of troops will grow up to 800. So they're doing this just to intimidate the caravan. You know what I'm saying? Those children and women and elderly people that are over there are definitely going to be afraid of all the armed military. Uh, let's get into some good news for once. Skywater Alliance is a company from Venice, California, and, um, they won the Water Abundance X Prize last Saturday, so a week from today. (laughs) Um, let me turn my pages here. So, uh, they made a machine that can pull water straight out of the air. Right now, they've made one that can pull up to 300 gallons of fresh drinking water right from the air. Um, Let me see here. Okay, there it goes. But uh, the prize for winning this award was $1.5 million, so hopefully they can dedicate that all to more research and design. But the machine condenses water vapor from the atmosphere and... um, it can run off of solar energy or biofuel. So hopefully they can make quite a few of these and send them all over the place in Africa and those people can get some water. You know, I was watching a documentary 
I think it was a documentary, I don't remember, but, <coughs> no, it was the, uh, it was the Henry Rollins, uh, Joe Rogan podcast, the newest one, and, um, Henry Rollins was saying, you know, they, they go and they drill wells for villages in Africa, and he was saying, you know, one of the biggest reasons they do that is for uh, women's literacy. So you don't think about it, but when these women turn to the age of menstruation and they go to these schools and there's no water in these schools and they have no way to clean themselves, they just stop going to school, which makes women more illiterate because they're, you know, they're not going to school, they're not finishing it at the age of like, you know, 11 to 13 or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's so like when you bring water to these schools or these villages, it actually helps out a lot more than you would think. And then, you know, the kids can wash their clothes and take showers and you don't got a bunch of smelly kids in a class. Like it's just, it's, it's a total, like totally benefits to drill these wells in Africa. And if they could make some of these machines, I mean, fuck, how much do we spend on our military budget? How much does this machine actually cost to build? Make a bunch of them, send them to Africa, and, uh, you know, maybe the whole world would be better off. I don't know. <clears throat> Let's jump into some more shit here. So, two people died at Yosemite this week. Um... They died on Wednesday, so a man and a woman were found after they fell from a 3,000-foot vantage point in Yosemite National Park. Um, last month, an Israeli teen died after he took a selfie off of one of these vantage points, and up to date, there have been 10 confirmed deaths at Yosemite this year. So if we learn anything... From uh, from this little story here is we don't go taking selfies at the edge of cliffs. So there you go. Uh, let's jump into this last little thing here. So we got three days till Halloween, and I'm gonna tell you guys some of my ghost stories. Yeah, that's right. You're gonna listen to me ramble on some more here. So the first one isn't isn't really a uh, ghost story, but. It's kind of a crazy story. Me and my wife, we were trying to hitchhike out of Berkeley, so we walked out uh, walked out to Oakland. I think we were, yeah, we were hitchhiking out of Berkeley, and we couldn't do it. Like, I mean, it literally took us a couple of weeks to hitchhike out of fucking, out of fucking Berkeley the first time we tried. So we walked over to the uh, Emeryville train yard first. And we were trying to hop out, but my wife hated waiting. So then we started hitchhiking, and then... <clears throat> and getting off the story here, but... You know, we were trying to hitchhike all day, and then we went to... Um, went to go to sleep over... Right right at the edge of Oakland and Berkeley, there's this uh, BART station that's, like, under a freeway. And uh, the BART station is there, and the road's there, and then there's actual train tracks, so it's this huge junction, and, uh, when I was there a couple months earlier, we were all sleeping under one of these box culverts in there, so we went over there, and it was, like, really late, and the box culvert had been bolted shut, so we just went to this, like, 
uh, big retention wall, or, uh, shit, man, that T's hitting me hard right now, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, it was a, uh, a retaining wall, there we go, and, you know, there was a little flat spot, and then there was, like, a three-foot-tall wall when we were up on this hill, but we went to bed, and then the, the hill went all the way up right to where the concrete was, where the freeway went over past, or where the freeway was, I don't know, fuck, I'm all over the place here, so we were sleeping, <clears throat> and then my little puppy, we had a puppy at the time, she woke us up, and, you know, I got up, and I was like, why the fuck are you crying, blah, 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 and I start looking around, and there's this dude, like, up on the hill, hunched over with the sweater over his face, like, we couldn't see his face, <laughs> And uh, he was just staring at us. And I woke my wife up and I was like, hey, look at that dude. And, uh, you know, we both looked at him for a while. And then we were like, ah, fuck it. And went right back to bed. So, I mean, that could have been a a day when some crazy dude killed us. But, I mean, my theory is, is we were these dirty little street kids. And we woke up and looked at this dude staring at us in the middle of, like, you know, AMs in the morning. And, uh, we didn't give a fuck, so he was like, probably don't want to fuck with those people. (laughs) I don't know, that's my theory. But, let's jump into some actual ghost stories here. Um, yeah, when we walked to that Emeryville train yard that time, when we were trying to hop out at first, some girl just, like, pulled over on the side of the road and was like, hey, come here, come here. And then she pulls out this, like, huge nug, like an eighth of, like, pure, you know, greatness and gave it to us. And then we got super high. Um, Then we started to hitchhike and this lady came and had her kids give us SpaghettiOs. Uh, It was a pretty good day all around. But And then a couple days later, we... uh, I'll... Tell those stories another day. Um, So my wife's house, when we were like 16, 17, when we were first together, we lived at her mom's house for a little bit. And her house was haunted as fuck, dude. So, uh, you know, I mean, I wasn't like buying into it 100% at first, but uh, her mom and her aunt were in the room And then they came out of the room, and they were like, holy shit, the candles just bent. And I went into the room, and she had these candles, one on each side of her bed, and they bent in opposite directions, in like a perfect fucking arch, those long-ass candles. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was like the first time I saw something like that. It was pretty fucking crazy, but... Um, you know, I mean, we didn't see the candles bend or anything, I don't know, you know, at that point I thought maybe she could be fucking with me or something, but then a couple other times, this happened twice, me and my wife were up late, it was like two in the morning, we were in the living room, and her little brother was like asleep on the couch, and the first time we were just sitting there talking, and all of a sudden the TV turned on, and... I mean, you know how the TV was back then. It was hooked straight to the cable. So it was like, you know, if you were watching Channel 63, Channel 63 would turn on when the TV turned on. 
well the tv was at like just fuzzy and the volume was all the way down and i watched it go all the way up to a hundred and i swear to god dude that shit actually happened and then like I, I mean, I was always fucked up all the time back then. I think it was like a week later. Uh, I was back in the living room and my wife wasn't there with me. And the same fucking shit happened, dude. The TV turned on. Fuzzy channel was all the way low and then went all the way to 100. So, I mean, maybe, maybe that could have been some sort of fucking, uh, you know, um, malfunction with the TV. But I don't fucking think so. And then one of the other things in her house was Christmas Eve. I was working. So I was like a janitor for the movie theater, the Cinemark. But I wasn't, I didn't work for Cinemark. I was like a janitorial company. So I would get home at like two in the morning. So I guess technically it was Christmas. And uh, I would always have my coffee with me when I got home. And so we went to bed and I had my coffee and our ashtray on my side table and we had three dogs at this point in time three dogs that slept uh, with us in our bed and when we woke up in the morning my coffee and ashtray were placed in between me and my wife and all the dogs directly in the middle of the fucking bed standing up straight so i mean i i mean that could have been me waking up in the middle of the night and doing some crazy shit like that i wasn't drinking that night i know for a fact i mean we were a little high but there's no way i could have blacked out you know off a of liquor and done that in my sleep because i've you know off of alcohol i could definitely understand it alcohol or mushrooms you know i mean i'll black out and fucking be all over the place doing shit but Never off a of weed, and I mean, that shit, just right in the middle, perfectly standing up, all of us sleeping there, I don't know what the fuck was up with that. There were some other crazy stories in that house, but, uh, you know, I mean, those were probably the biggest, and I'm gonna save some more scary stories I got uh, for the following days coming up to Halloween, and I dragged this out to 30 minutes, so that's that was the goal. Um, I'm going to be doing some Halloween history, so news might be kind of lack uh, until Halloween. So, <clears throat> but so the rest of the day I've got off. I'm going to be working on my micro shop uh, for my Twitch channel. So hopefully, hopefully I get it good enough so I can start streaming um, Monday. But. We will see. So I'll get back to you guys later on that. You can check my Instagram for pictures of it. I'll put some pictures of what I get done tonight up there. And uh, my Instagram is scotthay86. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I haven't really started doing anything with Twitter, but I do post all these there. Um, That is scotthay86 with the S in Scott and the H in Hay capitalized. Uh, Thanks for listening this long. I mean, I hope, you know, I hope if anything, I know from personal experience, uh, you know, after being at work and listening to podcasts every day, you guys just need some shit to fill your time with. And uh, because you run out of them podcasts, man, I'm telling you, you find a new good podcast and then you listen to that shit 
all the way through in a week, every episode, and then you're back to the boat where it's like, shit, well, now I've only got, like, five hours of killing work time, so, uh, yeah, I hope this, you know, stretches your listening experience out, and, you know, get mixes it up a little bit, but if you want to check out some other good podcasts, I really like the Joe Rogan experience, <clears throat> um, Lore, even though I think Lore, once he got his TV show, the, uh, I've just, I don't know, the beginning, you know, first, uh, 20, 30 episodes of Lore were really good, uh, what else do I listen to? Um, I listen to a lot of audiobooks, I mean, you can find The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and, uh, Harry Potter by tons of different people on, um, on YouTube, and then I listened to The Hairbinger was a really good book, and, uh, The Legends of Jurist, I mean, you might have to buy that from Audible to find, start from the beginning and find a good enough copy that you're going to want to listen to, but that's, I mean, there's tons of that, so that's going to take up an ass ton of your time. And then the North Norse Legends, that one's on Audible, but I found it on YouTube for free, and it's just a picture of a hand holding up um, Thor's hammer, and I think it's called um, Norse Mythology. I think that's just the name, Norse Mythology. That was very good. It was very nicely done. Uh, I listened to the Side Hustle. That's a pretty good pretty good podcast, short little 10 minutes, but he's got 600 episodes, and it's just about people who are, um, doing side hustles, so it's not like an entrepreneur on fire or any of that bullshit where they're telling you to, you know, it's just people, whether they're selling on eBay or they created this thing or whatever, it's a side hustle, (gasps) make from 500 and up a month. Whew, almost puked all over myself. Um, but yeah, check that one out. And then I'm going to look through my shit and see what else I can find for you guys. But uh, have a good one. Thanks for listening this long, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.